What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Whiskey Sessions podcast NBA preview special. This is episode 122. B Pimp, how excited are you for this? I'm so excited for this. And I'm also excited because guess who wore number 22? I can think of a, a past Sonic who wore number 22. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. I'm thinking of Clyde the Glide Drexler. Ooh, Clyde the Glide Drexler. Not a past Sonic, but a past Sonic foil. Uh, yes. I I really like Clyde the Glide. Yeah, he was um, great. He, he just, first of all, his nickname was perfectly fitting. Yep. For the way that he, he would just glide to the rim. Not too many people you would say are beautiful dunkers. He was like a beautiful dunker. And his layups, too. He did really good, like, pleasing finger roll layups that were aesthetically yeah. pleasing. I also like that he just had a receding hairline. And yeah. And didn't like right away. totally hide it. Oh, yeah. As soon as he was in the league, it was yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. So I, I'm on board with that. Um, I was thinking of 22 Ricky Pierce. Oh, I thought you were going to say Vincent Askew. Wasn't he also 22? Mm, I think he was 17. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to definitely go with you on this. <laughs> Our Jonas Valanciunas episode. Correct. Good well, old Jonas. Good old will Jonas. We, will we talk about Jonas in this episode? Because he switched teams. It's true. He did. Uh, I probably won't. So <laughs> as much as I like to talk about my Lithuanian players, I actually don't have a whole lot of Lithuanian hot takes. Not like I had last season. I, I was reviewing our last season uh, uh, NBA preview podcast, which, which took place about two or three weeks into the season. Not making the same mistake this time. Um, but I did say DeMontis Sabonis would be the number five MVP pick. Turned out not to be the case. He was good, but not. He was many. great. Yeah. Just the team did not live up to expectations. No. Uh, so in our NBA preview podcast, we're going to be talking about our top five hot take predictions for the season. And these are some hot, hot takes. I, I, you mentioned, Brian, that you had to get your fire blanket before this episode, just in case. Yes, definitely. And I was trying, I can't think of the dish I had, but I had Indian cuisine for the first time a couple of years ago and had something that had me like sweating at the table. And that is what we're going to be doing in this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you're dipping into Indian cuisine. Actually, a very generally, I would think, vegan friendly cuisine. There's a lot oh, of yeah. in India. It's great. So there we go. Uh, we're going to be talking about, again, those top five NBA hot take predictions. We'll also share, you know, who we think the MVP is going to be, Defensive Player of the Year, of course, the champion. Um, I was reviewing some of our old picks and just, you know, what we want to be true with our listeners. Uh, we don't want to, we're, we're not always on the money. Last year, Brian, you predicted in the finals, the Clippers beating the Nets and Kawhi Leonard winning the MVP. Which would have been true had he not hurt his knee. Fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> and last year, I predicted the Lakers beating the Nets in the finals and Kevin Durant winning the MVP. So we were, I don't know, 0 for 6, I guess, depending on how you count that. Right, but we tried. And you know what? You just don't know how prediction, like you don't know how injuries are going to go. Like we both had the nets in the finals and let's be honest, if the nets were fully healthy, they would have been in the finals. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Sorry, Giannis. I mean, neither one of us guessed the Suns would also be in the finals, but who would have picked that? Right. And again, like the Clippers, you had the Clippers winning the championship. Could they have done it fully healthy? Maybe. I really enjoyed watching the Clippers. I was so bummed when Kawhi got hurt because they were a lot of fun to watch, especially like Reggie Jackson just had a resurgence. He was like dominating on offense. It was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll we'll go over predictions. I think they're going to be better this year. I feel really good about my predictions. They're a little bolder. Uh, mine are, at least. Uh, I'm, I'm going out on a limb on a couple of these. Top of mind for you, for the NBA, what were you thinking about first uh, about this season? I was thinking about all of the, like how many awards and predictions are too many to predict for the Bulls? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you've seen these first two preseason games, those Bulls, I don't care who they're playing. They're oh, just no. toying with the opposition. They are. They are going to run amok in this league. Yes. Um, 
we talked about them at length in a previous episode, so I, I, I don't have so many Bulls hot takes, but suffice to say, the Bulls are going to be great this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, uh, they, got, they got the goods. They do. All right, Brian, before we jump into all of the NBA goodness, you do have a whiskey for us to test. I am guessing that is the name of our podcast. Uh, so what whiskey do you have uh, for this episode? I have Whiskey Acres Distilling Co. I don't know if you can see that the lighting's kind of bad, but I see it's a straight white rye whiskey. Oh yeah, and it's made in DeKalb, Illinois. Ooh, home of Northern Illinois University. Yeah, and it says it's a farm crafted whiskey, and it's got a picture of a corn cob in a husk, and the corn is shaped as a whiskey bottle, which is an okay. interesting little label. And and basically, it said great. Great whiskey isn't made, it's grown. So they're really going hard on the farm-grown whiskey. That there. makes sense. Like, if it's an Illinois whiskey, of course you've got your corn. We're thinking about dressing up Elena as a, a, a corn cob, by the way, for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. Maggie found this, like, DIY uh, Halloween costume. She'll look adorable. But it involved me finding a, an 18 pack uh egg cartons and she'll paint that yellow Ooh, yeah she's gonna win so many contests oh i know it's a corn cob definitely her her midwest roots will be showing in her halloween yes costume. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that and i hope that this whiskey is as good as that costume idea is we'll see i mean i'm gonna be honest i i'm an honest judge i don't ever want to have to give my daughter's halloween costume the boot no. Hopefully this whiskey won't be getting the boot either. She'll never be able to recover. She'll be like, I got the boot when I was <laughs> when I had one of my first Halloween costumes. <laughs> and I could never do it again. I never dressed up for Halloween again. That'll be it. Two years old and done. Yep. Well, they're telling me that this has... Well, first of all, they're saying it's an exceptional rye, which we'll find <laughs> we'll out. Be judge, in a we'll minute. be the judge of that. And then it says there's aromas of baking spice, blood oranges and vanilla, and flavors of cinnamon, pralines, and creme brulee. Holy crap. That's I don't even stuff. know what creme brulee is or tastes like, so <laughs> I'm going to have a struggle here. <laughs> yeah, that'll be something. I think creme brulee. I'm pretty sure I've had that before. I mean, it's got to be, what, if that's French, it's probably like broiled cream or something? It sounds about right. Okay. I made my own tiramisu for the first time. I mean, that's Italian, but... How did that go? Uh, pretty good. It uh, was not how I thought it was made. It has raw eggs in it. Or at least the really? recipe did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did not know that. Weird, wild bunch, stuff. A bunch of ladyfinger cookies is like half of it. So just coffee. Wow. <laughs> it's like, did not know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Lisa always makes fun of me as not a real Italian because I've never had a bunch of things. I've never had cannoli. I've never had a bunch of things that you would think Italians would eat. Can you imagine like, okay, Italian food is amazing. And a lot of it is tomato based and a lot of it is pasta based. But right. they got pasta from the Chinese. Yeah. And tomatoes, they didn't grow in Italy initially. So what right. the hell was Italian food before pasta and tomatoes? It was a... Just meatballs. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. <laughs> that's why they talk about spicy meatballs so much, because that's all they had at the beginning. I guess so. So I see you're you're giving the whiskey a good smell. I'm not smelling I mean, I'm just not even though I've had a hundred plus whiskeys, I'm not I'm not as good as these fancy whiskey experts. I can't smell all that different stuff. Yeah. I feel like when I'm going for the 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 smell, it's either like a, just a very strong smell and I'm taken aback or I don't detect anything. I will say I can detect a little bit of citrus in the smell. So maybe that's where the blood orange comes from. I don't know. Okay. It's not, it just smell. it smells pretty good. It smells like a good spicy rye. That's all I can say. Now the taste. Here we go. It's on the rocks, by the way, in my standby glass I got from Lisa for Christmas one year. Love it. We're going to see if this rye brings it with the spiciness. I'm curious, too, if you detect the notes of orange in the taste. Okay. First sip. I tried to sit with it for a sec. So they say cinnamon pralines and creme brulee. I know what cinnamon is. 
So okay. that's a start. Uh, I think I can see where that's coming from in the spiciness. There's a little bit of, it's not burning hot spiciness like some rice have where it's like, it kicks you in the teeth. This is more of a sweetie, sweet and spicy kind of flavor. Mm. So I guess I can see where they're coming from with that. It's also a 43 and a half percent alcohol. It's a 87 proof, which is a weird number. And it's a little bit lower for a rye. So I think maybe that side. Yeah. Yeah. That might play into why it's a little bit more mellow. So those are my first reactions. Second step. It's very important. Which direction are we going to go here? I am tasting a little bit more of that cinnamon. I can't pick out pralines because I probably have never had them, but I can see some of the other flavors they've mentioned. And I'll, and I will say that it's extremely smooth. Is that what you're looking for in a ride to have that like level of smoothness? Yeah, I want it to be, I want the first reaction to be like the, the spiciness that we talk about with it. And then I want it to finish smooth. And that's what this is doing so far. And I, and I like the character it has, even though it's a lower alcohol, because usually the higher alcohol ones have more like depth of flavor. Um, this one, even though it's a little bit on the low side for the rise I've had, it's still pretty complex, I think. Hmm. Now I got to hit that third sip and see what the verdict is here. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't feel like you've given it away, which mm -hmm. I appreciate. You're really, you're letting uh, the, the suspense is building for both myself and I, I'm assuming our audience as well. And here's the end of it because it's on the smooth train. Whoa, there we go. I, I am really happy to have an Illinois whiskey on that smooth train. Yeah, it's, pre it's pretty good. And it was also, um, I usually don't like to lead with the price, but it was also a very competitive price. It was like not much more than 30 bucks. Oh, nice. Which for like a local kind of like, you know, not a mass produced whiskey, I think is a pretty good, pretty good deal. That is pretty good. You would expect if it's going to be local and not mass produced, like you might even put in a, like a $5, $10 buffer to say like, I'm okay with it being a little bit more. Right. But the fact that it wasn't and is still on the smooth train, good for DeKalb. Yeah. This is one that I'm going to keep trying their whiskeys. Cause they had, they had another one earlier this year that was like an award winning um, whiskey that Benny's got. And then by the time I got there to try to get it, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before it was already sold out. Hmm. So unfortunately I wasn't able to get that one, but this one that they made is very good. And I'm, I'm fully endorsing whiskey acres and DeKalb whiskey acres. Go check it yeah. out. They're straight wide rye. That is the second time in a row. I've said rye incorrectly. You're My brain asking. wants to say why, why don't they make more of this? Why rye? don't they make rye? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, glad to have it on the smooth train. Uh, folks at home get that whiskey acres and uh yeah i don't want to have to bring it back to this but we are now in the middle of october and you had a goal <laughs> of putting half of your whiskeys <laughs> giving half of your whiskeys the boot i i will just declare it a technical impossibility for you to do that anymore yeah it's like a tko it's, yeah it's done but you know what? The benefit of that is you've had a bunch of good whiskeys and you have a bunch of w good whiskeys to recommend to our listeners. Exactly. I, I, you know, just because like that was a, even at the time I said it, that was a very, I think your reaction was laughter because it's a very, <laughs> it's a very, very too nice. It's a very bold and some would say foolish prediction <laughs> that I made, but I think that I just, yeah, it's, I just can't help it. When I go, I'm looking for something cool and I'm never able to like, maybe sometimes I need to go and be like, I don't care what it looks like. I'm going to pick the first bourbon that I see or something like that to get myself out of like, I think the key, the other key is that when you say the first bourbon that you see, you need to look down yeah. at the shelf, <laughs> look all the way down, make sure you're right. only looking at that bottom shelf. Right. Cause I could be in trouble. They have some at Binnie's that are like $180 or something. I'd be like, oh, oh well, I said I was going to get it. So yeah. Um, plus, I mean, just with the cheapness factor, you're, I think you're a lot more likely to get a couple of boots in there. Yes. But you never know. And plus then we explore more of the world of whiskey. Exactly. Um, all right. 
Again, uh, glad to have another one on the smooth train. People go pick it up. Uh, DeKalb, Illinois' finest whiskey acres. All right, we got to turn back to the world of the NBA. The season is just about to tip off. The first games of the regular season are just seconds, minutes, hours away, depending on when you listen to this the release. It may even have already happened. But at least as of us recording this, releasing this podcast, uh, we're still firmly in the preseason. I found it a little bit difficult because some preseason games have already happened. It's hard not to look at those preseason games and want to alter what I already thought was going to happen based on those picks. But I know the preseason really just doesn't mean that much. Right. Except when the Bulls are, when you're talking about the Bulls, then it means oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. But yeah. other at all other teams, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, for the other teams, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, and I'm feeling that way about a, another team that I have high on this list, too. So without further ado, though, let's get into it. These are our top five NBA hot take predictions. More than four, less than six. It's the top five. All right, BPM. What is your number five hot take prediction for the 2021-2022 NBA season? Now, I did tell you that I was going to order these from least to most spicy, and there's a, there is a way that you could argue this might be my most spicy one. Okay. But anyway, I, I still felt like it should be number five, which is Kyrie Irving will not play a game in the NBA this season. Ooh, I think that's pretty spicy. I mean, it's kind of – well, no – pretty soon whether this is okay we'll know pretty soon if this is false yes Um, it could be immediately disqualified or it could last for months where i might be in in play on getting this one right yeah i like this take though i gotta say i think maybe i'm alone in thinking this maybe not i think kyrie irving might be the most overrated nba player of all time of all time i mean I obviously can't go back to the 50s and 60s and 70s. I have no idea. But at least in my lifetime of following basketball, I think Kyrie Irving is the most overrated player of NBA time. I like this. I like this hot take also. I don't personally like Kyrie Irving. I think he's just kind of like, I liked his movie. That was pretty good. Oh, uh, Uncle, wait, what's it called? Uncle Drew. Oh, Uncle Drew, yeah. Lisa and I saw that in the theater, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah. I think I've seen like clips of it on TV, but I, I've never watched it in full. That's pretty good. But he's, yeah. he just seems to be one of those people that is going to stick to his ridiculous take on the vaccine situation and never give in. And Brooklyn's not either. And there's talk that they may trade him because there's a bunch of teams that have no vaccine mandate that could, he could play for immediately. Mm-hmm. And so then there's going to be like, oh, if they actually do entertain that possibility, then they would hold him out because they don't want him to get hurt. And then then they can't trade him. So there's so many things happening with him that I just, I don't know. It seems like one of those things where he might just, they might just talk about him all year and he never plays. I could totally see that. That would be like unfortunate if that storyline was just kind of like shadowing the NBA season. Yeah. I had a hot take. I I didn't end up going with this because I just don't think it'll happen. But it would be interesting if like Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons got traded for each other. That would be interesting. Yeah. My only thought is it probably won't happen because they're like in the same division. I just feel like that's unlikely, but I don't know. I might be overthinking it. Anyway, that's a that's a good hot take. Uh, My number five. This is not maybe that hot of a hot take, but I'm going to put it here anyway. Zion. Williamson will finish top five in MVP voting. Ooh. So I I don't know why, but my brain is saying it's uh, he's going to make a real leap this year. Okay. I almost entertained putting a, a negative Zion yeah. on take in my top five. So I'm interested. When you started that, I was like, oh, are we on the same wavelength? But we're on the opposite wavelength. We are. It's Something's going to happen, though, because it's – Either he is great and he carries that team or it is possible. I, and I could see from your perspective that actually New Orleans will be worse than last year. Yeah. Because I think, I mean, they lost Lonzo. They didn't really replace him. They got Devontae Graham from the Hornets in a a hand transaction that everybody didn't like basically. No. And I mean, you could think like, I, I could understand like Brandon Ingram is 
maybe he's as good as he's going to get. Yeah. Um, and maybe that relationship between the two of them won't work out particularly well. So I, I could see it from both perspectives. I, I'm, I'm choosing to the positive side. Uh, I like that. Though. I like that better because I think it's good for the league if he's good and that team like figures it out. Yeah, I I really want them to figure it out. I want New Orleans to be good. I love the city of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It seems like they just have weird dysfunctional management stuff happening. It seems like there's a lot of stories where like the GM is doing weird stuff. That's kind of like one of those. Yeah, I don't know, like the Timberwolves or something like weird situation. Yeah, they are all these cities on the Mississippi. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, okay, what's your number four? Oh, my number four hot take is, oh, I love this one. I almost put it number one because I'm so happy about it and I wish it was true. It's the Phoenix okay. Suns. Phoenix Suns will not make the playoffs. Oh, that is a hot take, but I think it could happen. They're not going to make the playoffs. I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. Number four on my list, Phoenix. When you say not make the playoffs, because the NBA playoffs are a little more complicated now, do you think they're not even going to be one of the top 10 seeds is what you're saying? Or they will not be one of the top eight seeds? Well, when I, when I, I forgot about that. When I was putting this together, I was basically thinking that they would not be a top eight. So, but I'll go, I'll, I'll, I'll go even harder if you want. I'll say they won't make it even into the, early rounds of it or something that's fine with me <laughs> well i could say i mean like i think i would still not count them as a playoff team even if they were like well i guess they could be seven eight nine or ten but as long as they don't make it into the playoff playoffs i would count them as like not a okay that's what i yeah that's what i'm going with they won't make it past that like playing round i can see that they had so many things going their way last yes. season um yeah, I, I just like Chris Paul is getting a lot older. They didn't have a ton of injuries. You have to really believe in for them even to repeat or come even close to repeating what they did. You have to really believe in DeAndre Ayton, Mikel Bridges. Think Devin Booker's going to make another step, which I'm not even sure he has. And you have to think Chris Paul is going to like stay at his level. And Cameron Payne will be like an ice cold bench presence that he was last year, which, which is, uh, can't be, there's just too many things that yeah. I was watching that team all last year being like, what, what is happening? I, I think that is a great hot take. I almost had the same hot take for the Knicks. If not for the fact that I'm not sure really how good of a coach Tibbs is, but I do think by having Tibbs as your coach, you elevate your floor at the very least. So I said, you know what? The Knicks might be worse, but they're not going to miss the playoffs completely. You're going to be very surprised by one of my later picks, I think. Okay, okay. Uh, My number four is, this is before the season is up, and this is including the finals. The NBA will announce an adjusted three-point line. Ooh, interesting hot take. This, I believe we are at the precipice and part of this was started by the fact that the Warriors took 69 three-point attempts in a game, which is fucking insane. <laughs> and I will, I'll say, like, I love the NBA. I love watching the games. I love the fast pace. But there are times where I feel like you have, like, six or seven plays in a row that are just lining up three-pointers. And I don't think that's good for the NBA. And I think the NBA will realize that. And... I don't know exactly what this will look like in terms of are they just going to push back the three-point line and maybe get rid of the corner three? Would they widen the court, which I think is even less likely because of getting rid of courtside seats? But something will happen to adjust the three-point line. I like that one because it's easy to – yeah, it's easy to tell if if that was – if you hit it on the head or not. I think you're right. I see – I can see that coming because it is getting a little too ridiculous. Yeah, and I again, like no actual adjustment will be made this season, but I believe there will be at some point during the season announced for the following season that there will be an adjustment. Love it. All right, what's your next one? Your number three. Rick Carlisle will struggle and the Pacers will consider another one-and-done season for their head coach. Ooh, I like this. For me, Rick Carlisle is a sneaky, not actually good coach. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I get a vibe. Like the fact that he's going back to Indiana after all these years, the way he left the Mavericks with like, who wouldn't want to coach that roster? Like it yeah. just, it, there's something going on. And then I do love Savonis, but I feel like the Pacers have a little bit of a, they're in like a limbo or something. There's just something happening there. Yeah. I, I, I foresee them not being particularly good and I could see the expectations being a little too high and that meaning like one and done with Rick Carlisle. I think one thing I, I think about with him of being not a particularly good coach maybe is, do you remember, maybe this is probably like four or five seasons ago at this point, like he just butted heads with Rajon Rondo and didn't play him at all. Yes. I think a good, legitimately good coach would have figured that out and made Rajon Rondo useful. He's still useful as a player. Yeah. And I think that that speaks to Rick Carlisle not being able to adjust. Right. His time, he was he had a, a long run of success, probably aided a lot by having Dirk Nowitzki on his team. But I don't yeah. know. It, it just seems like. I'm not saying that he will be a one and done. I'm saying we'll see a lot of news story buzz about like, will the Pacers fire Carlisle after one season? Cause they'll be doing so poorly. So that's my, that's kind of what my prediction is. I like it. And then is it Demonis Sabonis player coach? That is possibly a sub bullet of this prediction. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, but I'm not writing it down. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. I like it. Uh, that's a really good one. My number three is the Warriors are back and will finish with the best record in the West. Ooh, I like this. Yeah, this is one that is being horribly tainted by me watching them in the preseason. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, they're back. Is Clay back? Clay's not back. He will probably be back in maybe January. Okay. But I think Jordan Poole is actually okay in the meantime. Andrew Wiggins got his vax. He wasn't happy about it, but he got it. Yeah. He was trying uh, to get a religious exemption, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, you know, Draymond is still, okay, at least on the defensive end, how he's been, I think is, is, is possible the offensive game is completely shot. Um, but they have some interesting rookies. Wiseman could be a little bit better. Kevon Looney, uh, I think, will be a little bit better. Um, I like that they have Iggy back, even if they don't really play him very much. I just... I think this team will have it this year. And I think they're out to prove something and I think they'll do it. I like it. Yeah. Steph um, was definitely back in prime form last year. So, I mean, if they have a lot more of the supporting cast around them, I can't see any reason why not. Yeah. I'm pegging them for about 58 to 60 wins. Love it. Specific. We can test it. Yes. Uh, all right. Your number, what are we on? Two. Yeah. Speaking of specific things you can test, the New York Knicks will be last in the Eastern Conference this season. <laughs> Man, I'm sorry I ruined this one. <laughs> that is a great pick. I love it. It's just because I was watching their offseason, and I'm like, they're legitimately just going to re-sign all of these overperforming vets to, like, yep. overpaid contracts? Why? Because they get along and tolerate Thibodeau? Like, I don't have anything against him. He was a good – he is a good coach. He's He knows the game. He's effective. He's just, he has a shelf life. Every team that he's on at a certain point, they're like, we don't want to deal with you anymore. I'm not saying it'll be this year, but like, I just think, I think it's going to be a combination of like personnel moves and just not having the same kind of mojo that they had last year. I feel like you're super on the money with just saying that like Tibbs has a shelf life. Yeah. Is it, at some point people are just sick of him. They're like, this dude has not left our building. Since yeah. the beginning of the season, he's been here every day. And I know I didn't have the nerve to make that take myself, but I think everything you're saying is correct. I, I, I also feel like they really got by a lot of last season by people just kind of not being really ready for them. Yeah. And maybe like underrating them a little bit. But then when the playoffs rolled around, man, did they get exposed. Julius Randle, I'm so happy for him that he's been better, but like, I think the playoff showed he's not, not like a true versatile superstar. Well, they, he, yeah, they were trying to rely on him to like create his own offense constantly. He yeah. doesn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so I could see that. I mean, they had tons of players last year playing about as good as they possibly could. And unless RJ Barrett is like a superstar, which 
I don't know, at least at the very least, it's probably not going to be this year. Right. Then I don't think that's such an unreasonable hot take. It's spicy, though. Yeah, because there spicy. are teams such as the Orlando Magic that I had to think about, but <laughs> I don't I, care. <laughs> I had this as an honorable mention, too, not to get to my honorable mentions too early, but an honorable mention of mine was that Orlando Magic would be the worst team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely possible <laughs> yeah they don't have no one on that team no. uh all right my number two and i hate to say this because he's he's my age and i'm honestly a pretty big lebron fan but this will be this season will be the steepest production decline of his career oh that's a good way to put that i was thinking about something in these in this arena and couldn't land on like how to say it but that's yeah, yeah, I think I, that could be the case. I mean, I, this isn't part of this hot take, but like with that, I, I don't see the Lakers being very good. Yeah. They're going to make the playoffs, but I, I kind of see them actually being pretty similar to the way they were last year. I bet AD is going to have some injury issues. Russell Westbrook will frankly just not help. Uh, and I, I don't see that team being very good. Yeah, definitely reasonable. All right, we are down to it. What is your number one? Now, this is technically not specific to only the upcoming season, but I think it fits. You can tell me if, if, if it's disqualified or something, but my number one is Ben Simmons will win an NBA title before anyone remaining on the Sixers. Whoa, I like this take. Yeah. This could mean so many things. Yes. It could mean that he stays on the Sixers and receives his ring first. It could. <laughs> it could. I don't think it does mean that. No. I'm what thinking he, he gets traded somewhere and he ends up – it doesn't matter. He could win it in 10 years and then Sixers never win. Or he could win in the next couple years just before everybody else. Because I feel like he has like I, – I don't understand why, but I feel like in the media he gets shit on – to a degree that I don't understand yeah. because he's not that great of an offensive player, but he's like an all world defensive talent. He is. It's just like, why do you, why does everybody think that? Uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, that one play in the playoffs was bad. He should have just dunked it or something, but like, still come on. It is crazy how that one play became such a focal point, which is crazy. Cause that's just a split second decision he made and it wasn't a good one but like that is now i i feel like now just encapsulating ben simmons whole career for people everybody couldn't wait they couldn't wait they were like oh yes you did something stupid we're gonna just pounce on i saw like 50 articles read written by columnists like and then you know what the funny part was in the offseason there was a lot of rumors that the bulls might trade zach levine to philadelphia for him Mm -hmm. and i was like I was like, I wouldn't care. Like, I like Zach Levine, but I mean, if you can get Ben Simmons, then you figure the rest out because there's nobody else that does that, what yeah. he does. That's I how I feel be, about it. I would still be good with that move. Honestly, yes. if you do that move on the defensive end, you're way more short up. Like, Zach Levine's not a very good defender. Plus, you also have De- DeMar DeRozan, who's not a good defender. So, at least in right. that case, you only have one poor defender. <laughs> Uh, well, Vucevic is all right. Well, mm, yeah, but you know, they, you have one good defender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that would help immensely. And I guess, I don't know if you really need Zach Levine's offensive firepower on that team that badly. So I would be okay with that trade still. Yeah. I think I thought it was interesting. I think I don't think it. I think from a value perspective, the Sixers would be getting the short end of that stick by a wide margin. So I don't know if they would still even do that. I mean, I yeah. think maybe it's more likely the uglier that situation gets. But I do. I mean, for the Bulls' benefit, or really any other team's benefit, Ben Simmons is making it so difficult that I don't see the Sixers figuring out a way to get the a like value back for him. Right, right, yeah. It's going to end up being like they take somebody who's kind of like got a borderline contract but is still good or something like that. It's going to be something like that. Yeah, we shall see. Uh, all right, that's a good one. Uh, my number one, how could it not be? 
But the Supersonics will be announced as an expansion team before the season is up. Can only hope. I somebody. <laughs> okay, so folks at home, if you haven't seen the NBA seventy-five, uh, I don't even know what you call it. It's like a commercial. It's just this like two to three minute video. Uh, it's Michael B. Jordan driving a school bus, and it's I think really well put together. Uh, plus what I really love about this video is like Gary Payton is featured pretty prominently in it. And we all know Gary Payton is becoming criminally underrated as a point guard. Yes. And people forget that he was a defensive player of the year and an incredible defensive stopper. And this video highlights that in a funny way. Yes. Uh, but anyway, it's a great video. Beside, it, it is, um, a little bit beside the point, but it appears that there is a little girl in the video wearing a Sonics, maybe starter jacket. I'm not sure it's not a Celtics starter jacket. It's really unclear. All you see is the C and the S. Uh, uh, but I did see I did see a couple of Twitter feeds um, that are Sonics friendly, thinking that it was Sonics. I, I'm not trying to rate on anybody's parade. I think it's actually the Celtics. And but I just. I don't know if they're alluding to, if the NBA is alluding to in this ad, maybe the Sonics are coming back. I like that. I like that there was people picking up on this. Like, yeah, this is the way they're going to like, this is the precursor. They're putting like a questionable girl on a starter jacket. Right, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I I Gary, Payton to... <laughs> was, Gary Payton was like the only person that was in that more than one frame. He was in it a lot. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm willing to glom on to any, any piece of hope that the Sonics are going to come back. By the way, Gary Payton's coming to coach uh, a college in Oakland, a college I've never actually even heard of, which is weird. I live in Oakland. But every, every so often, I just, I'm on the lookout for if I see Gary Payton. Oh, that would be great. I want to run into him at some point. And then you can tell him about your Nick Collison story. <laughs> exactly. He'll be like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. Did you have any honorable mentions that you wanted to mention? I don't think I did. Let me, no, I don't. I just had five. I just had a five pack. Clean five. Yeah, I think, I mean, I had two, but but one was the one that I already mentioned of the Orlando Magic being the worst team of all time, which does conflict with your Knicks uh, one. And then the other one, which I didn't want to mention only because we covered it at such length before. But the other one is that the Bulls will be way, way better than people expect. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, if people have hot takes at home, uh, please let us know. We, we've got to get to some of our other predictions, too. We've talked about our, our top five hot takes, but we've got to go down the list of all the NBA awards. Plus, plus we got to give our, our uh, Western Conference champion, our Eastern Conference champion, and, of course, our finals champion. Uh, which one do you want to start with? I don't know. Which award do you want to start with, Brian? Why don't we go Rookie of the Year? Okay, Rookie of the Year. Take it away. My Rookie of the Year is Alperin Shangun from the Houston Rockets. Ooh, interesting. I don't know anything about this player. He's from Turkey, and he's like he got drafted like 16th, and then as soon as the uh, summer league started, he was just he was like footage we can't find of Arvidas Sabonis level awesome as a big oh. man. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, he's great. How did they get him 16? I love that. I guess, well, we're both thinking the Rockets, because I'll be honest, I put Jalen Green as my rookie of the year. Yeah. But it wasn't because, I wanted to put a caveat in there. I think Jalen Green will win the rookie of the year because he will score a bunch of points. He's going to get a ton of opportunity. Yeah. And that's kind of how they decide the rookie of the year. But I wanted to put in a word for Cameron Thomas on the Nets. Mm. Will be really good, but because the Nets are the Nets, he's not exactly going to be like blowing up the box scores. Correct. Yeah. Um, so I keep a lookout for him. He's going to be great. I think he might get some consideration, but Jalen Green, I think, is going to score like twenty a game. So we'll see. Yeah, honestly, you're probably right about that. But I'm going. I, I want Shengun for Rookie of the Year. I like it. Who's uh, your most improved player? Jaron Jackson Jr. on the Grizzlies. Ooh. Well, this is one where I guess you did not do this, but I was like, how many bulls can we get on this thing? I'm putting a little Lonzo ball on this. 
I thought about it, but I think Lonzo is already pretty good, so I didn't think that he would qualify for most improved. I see what you're saying. I don't think enough people realized he was actually pretty good last year. And yeah. I think this year he's going to be great. His three-point shot looks so good now. Yeah. Um, All of his shooting has improved a lot. Oh, yeah. And I think he like I think the Bulls are going to be awesome, um, which we'll get to in a bit. But I, I, I really think he, he is going to far exceed expectations, and I think people will give him credit for, for most improved. I love it. I hope you're right. What's next for you? Six man. Yeah, let's do it. Six man. Speaking of the Bulls, Alex Caruso, baby. All right. This is not top five, so I can't call it a double dip exactly. But I am also saying Alex Caruso, Bulls. Yes. Love that. He's Italian. He's a guard. He's great. I love it. Uh, And for my sake, also a horribly receiving hairline. I like, that you, I like that you point this out. With <laughs> oh, yeah. These are my favorite players now. LeBron yeah. James. Yeah, honestly, even Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a while, Kevin Durant. He just has – it's it's interesting because this is almost like – his hair is just kind of like sparse. Mm-hmm. It's almost not even like just a receding hairline. It's just kind of like sparse. And you only see it when they show him from the top. And he's so tall that nobody probably ever even knows. I know. He's gotten away with it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, that was a great one. Coach of the year, who do you got? Billy Donovan of Chicago Bulls. <laughs> nice. I I did not go with Billy Donovan for this one. I actually went with kind of a controversial pick. Uh, but I'm going with Chauncey Billups of the Trailblazers. Oh. And I'm predicting a pretty good season for the Trailblazers. Okay. Uh, so I think he's going to come in like people are going to be like, oh, you know, new kid in town. Uh, he's got his past controversies, which – I'd have to look up. I can't remember what they are, but I know he's like question. As a, I believe it was as a senior at Colorado, he had a rape allegation of some kind that oh, was not, that was never pursued or something, but people brought it up. I, I don't know what the true outcome or anything of that nature, but I just remember what the okay, allegations well, were. I'll just say this. I'm not rooting for this to happen. This is a prediction. Right. Correct. And I think the Blazers are going to be really good. And I think as a result of that, one of the one of the things that'll happen is that Chauncey Billups will win coach of the year. He had uh, he's had a lot of hype for years as like a head coach in waiting. So I can see that yeah. for sure. All right. Who do you got for defensive player of the year? Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. Ooh, I like it. Uh, I have Matisse Tybal of the Philadelphia 76ers. I think he's gonna get Assuming Ben Simmons doesn't play, I think he's going to get a lot more playing time. Hopefully his offensive game is good enough to keep him on the floor. But, man, on defense, good God. He is he covers so much ground. He seems – he's just a menace out there. He's like a Washington – he was a Washington Husky too. Yeah, he's incredible on that out of the floor. Um, okay, this is it. Who is your MVP? You might consider this like an extension of our hot takes, but I'm going to go with Russell Westbrook from the Los Angeles Lakers. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. I would consider that a extreme hot take. I love, I love him. I think he's so good and so much fun to watch. I know he turns the ball over a lot and it's not efficient in any way, but I just think he's like one of the most insane competitors and he's so athletically gifted. I think he might just be possessed this year and have like another like insane year. I mean, honestly, I hope so. Yeah. That would be so fun if he was, like, just going crazy, plus with LeBron, AD. If that happens, that team will be freaking unstoppable. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you. Like, he's such an insane competitor and crazy athletic. Whenever I think of Russell Westbrook, I do think of, like, man, I wish Derek Rose never had injury problems. Yeah. Because they're so similar in that light, just like hyper athletic, crazy competitive. Uh, Russell Westbrook is a lot more like dynamically outspoken than Derek Rose's, but uh, right, just still like a really exciting player. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of hoping for that, honestly. Uh, my MVP is another kind of dark horse candidate, I would say, uh, but I'm predicting it'll be Damian Lillard. All right. Going along with the Blazers theme here. Yeah, I am going with the Blazers theme. I love Dame. I mean, not just 
it's cool that he's from Oakland, but just as a competitor, he is like one of my favorites. He's to me, this feels like a season that the Blazers like just pull it together. They have pretty good consistency among their like core players. Hopefully CJ is doing okay. Uh, Nurk, hopefully he gets a, like more or less a full season in. And I just, I'm expecting them to be pretty damn good this year. Yeah, I can see that. He's, he's always just so amazing to watch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not been too many better playoff moments than him hitting like a 35 foot three pointer in front of Paul George and waving the, the then Oklahoma city thunder goodbye. So amazing. Yeah. That was incredible. Uh, all right. Who do you got in the Eastern conference finals? Eastern Conference Finals, get ready. Strap in your seatbelts. The I'm Chicago ready. Bulls are going to beat the Brooklyn Nets in seven games. Mark <laughs> it down right now. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mark it down right now, but I'm also going to say those are my same two Eastern Conference Final teams. No way. Unfortunately, I have the Nets beating the Bulls in five, but because I think the Nets are just going to go nuts this year. They're like a juggernaut. Yeah, but I think I, I'm with you. Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals, why not? Yes. Who, who else would be there? I mean, I think the Bucks. I mean, of course, the Bucks are the champions. They'll be fine, but I don't think they're going to be. They're not better uh, than they were, and I think they had everything align all at once. 76ers, who knows what's going on with them? The Celtics the are not there. The Heat. People are yeah, talking about the knows. Heat. Yeah, eh, we'll see. Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. Yeah, whatever. I I love the Bulls in the Eastern Conference Finals take. I think that'll happen. Yes. Uh, what about the Western Conference Finals? The Lakers are going to beat the Utah Jazz in six games. Ooh, that's a good one. Definitely in line with what you're expecting out of Russell Westbrook. Yes. Uh, this one, I struggled because at first I was thinking about the Lakers and I decided, you know what? I just don't think the Lakers are going to have a good season. My Western Conference Final is the Warriors over the Blazers in seven. Ooh, I love it. If mine doesn't come true, I want that one to happen. That would be a really exciting Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, and then who you got in the finals? Well, it, should, it shouldn't surprise you, but in a rematch of their first ever championship in my lifetime, the Bulls are going to beat the Lakers in seven games. Ooh, I like that. Um, no, that's a, that's a, that'll be, so that was 91. So this will be 30 years, 31 years later. That'll oh, yeah. 30 amazing. Years. Yeah. Um, okay, I've got the Nets over the Warriors in seven and what will be a very, very competitive uh, NBA Finals. If that happened, that would be that would probably be like an epic NBA oh, yeah. Finals for the ages. Uh, I have like Draymond Green and, and KD getting into a legitimate fight in that series. <laughs> <laughs> One of them has like a weapon hidden on them, like a steel chair shot happens yeah. in the... I will say though, there are like there are some juggernaut teams. I think everybody thinks the Nets are going to be pretty good, but you never know with like injuries and Kyrie Irving being a dipshit. So right, there's a lot of things that could happen this season. That's why I'm so one of the reasons I'm so excited for it. Yeah, uh, folks at home, if you have uh, predictions that you think teams that we may have missed, scenarios that could possibly happen that we haven't talked about. Uh, let us know on our Twitter feed that's at Whiskey Sessions or hit us up at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. We'll read your emails on a future episode. But now we've got to get your emails for this episode. So without further ado, these are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right. I've got this in the email inbox. Let me pull it up. It says, hey, Whiskey Sessions. I hate to break it to you, but I'm thinking of starting a rival podcast where I cover the bottom five of everything and then sample Malort and decide what type of boot to give it. Cowboy, Steel Toad, etc. You okay with this? This is from Carl in, of course, Chicago, Illinois. I'm totally okay with that. I think that um, I think that I admire the creativity of just drinking the same thing and then having the change be what type of boot. I think you're onto something there, Carl. That's, I like that. It, tell me if I'm mistaken, but Jepson's doesn't make multiple types of Malort. Do they? There's just, there's just Malort and that's it, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's just one thing. Okay. I, I would like to know how that tastes week after week. 
I, it also doubles as an experiment because we can see what happens to a person if they drink that every week. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, the uh, last couple of years, Maggie and I lived in Chicago. We would go to uh, this bar restaurant called Scofflaw on actually a pretty regular basis. It's in, like, kind of Logan Square. Um, maybe you would call that humble. Uh, I don't know. That's somewhere in between the two neighborhoods. And we would do shots of Malort. And we probably went there every other week at least. So we we had a phase there where we were drinking a kind of a lot of Malort. Oh, and you're doing great. So I guess we Still we'll alive. just see <laughs> yeah. we'll just see what happens to Carl yeah. if he does this. Uh, what else we got in the old mailbox? box? Greetings, whiskey session ears. I have a bone to pick with your tasting strategies. You always make a big deal about taking three sips, but I usually drink about three quarters of a bottle before making my decision about a whiskey. Mm. I find that when I get to decision-making time, I'm pretty loosey-goosey and at peace with pretty much everything. A lot of smooth things, probably. <laughs> yeah. Sincerely, Earl from Cincinnati. Earl sounds like he's probably always on the smooth train. Yes. I like that we have uh, a Carl and an Earl writing in. We have a certain type of listener I'm starting to figure out. We do. They're from all over the country, which you may not see. And if you take a deep dive into our numbers, <laughs> I, don't <know. laughs> I don't know how accurate it is, but they're, they're out there. They are. Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, what Earl is suggesting is, I don't think, it's not like unreasonable to think about whiskeys that way. No, it's not. I, th- I get the subtext of Earl's email. sounds like he drinks it pretty fast, which I don't know if I could do the same way, but... No. I get waiting. If you know, if you're going to drink it over a course of a few months, and you get to the end of the bottle, and you're like, "Oh, that was good. That was bad." I've had I can moments. Be a- yeah, I've like had moments on our podcast where I will give a whiskey to boot, but I do keep drinking it, and yeah. sometimes it has been like after I've had a little bit more, I think, well, maybe I was a little bit harsh with the boot. Maybe right. it's, maybe it's slightly better than I thought it was. Yeah, I can see that. So I get where Earl is coming from. Uh, but Earl, you got to get out of Cincinnati, my friend. Yes. That's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Again, if you want to email us, go ahead and hit us up at whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. We, of course, spell whiskey with an E, like every good American does. Um, but that's all we got for this episode. Be pimp. Do you have any words of wisdom, NBA related or otherwise? that you want to leave our listeners with. Earl, pack your bags. It's time to move to Chicago. That's I all good Cincinnatians, assuming that's what they're called, should do that. Cincinnatites. Cincinnatites. Yeah, it's Seattleites, Chicagoans. I do not know what it is for Cincinnati people. These unfortunate ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually the, it has no reference to the name of the city at all it's just the unfortunate ones is the technical term for somebody from cincinnati yeah like that yep uh all right until next time this is amet saying peace out and be pimp bye